Welcome to The Card is Going to Change, presented by AIW and sponsored by Smartmark Video and the This Is Awesome Wrestling Show. And I'm Glenn Moore, your host, joined here in studio by the co-owners of AIW, John Thorne. The John Thorne. Let's get John Thorne famous. The, hashtag. Yes. John Let's Thorne. Get famous. Get famous. And we have Chandler Biggins. Hello. Now, hello, very, 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 very excited uh, introduction. Now, I, uh, I was pondering, you know, uh, questions that come over the show, and Chandler's still crying from last week. Yeah, it's the tears are drying on the uh, on the leather couch. Please here. don't go, Johnny. Please don't go. <laughs> Please don't go. I have to sell out. I saw what last month uh, you guys were booked at some bachelor party, and I have to ask because this is going to go to whole episode. Just the odd requests you guys have had to uh, to do shows, but I want to know about this bachelor party. What, how did this come about? Well, it was probably one of the one of the weirder requests that we ever got. Uh, as many of you know, we have a student named Worldwide Alex Kellar. Worldwide. He is uh, for those who don't really know too much about him, is always involved in some fucking real weird shit. Uh, and he may had, or may not be shady. Yeah, and it always involves something bad. So he had, he had mentioned something to us, you know, I don't know, briefly, like, hey, you know, did you guys ever think about doing bachelor parties? And we're like, you know, if the money's right, you know, we'll do anything. Well, on uh, well, he he told us to hold the date, but he never like officially right signed up for anything. He's just like, uh, hey, do we got anything going on on uh, August 13th or whatever it was? And anytime we would send like the student group like a, a yeah, thing. We, like, we keep a schedule for like our ring rentals and AIW yeah. shows and the other things that we do. And he would always be like, hold the date. And he'd we're be like, like uh, where's August 13th on there? And we're like, what is August 13th? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, just hold the date. I'm working on something. So uh, I would say, I think it was August. I don't know what the date was. I think yeah, it was, it was August, August 13th. I think it was August 13th. Because it's ingrained in my mind because he kept asking and we had no idea. So I would say, I don't know, August 13th at like 3 o'clock in the morning, so late night Friday, uh, Mr. Kellar sends the group text out that says, hey, man, we're good for that bachelor party today, right? He's like, I just got the money. <laughs> he's like... He's like these these dudes I know. They just threw a fundraiser concert and uh, they just raised all this money so uh, they could have a wrestling show at their uh, at this guy's bachelor party this is tomorrow. And I go, wait, what? Like he goes, he's like, I told you to hold the date. He's like, I told you guys to hold the fucking date. And we're like, uh, yeah, but like, I mean, it's literally in hours at this point. And he goes, well, yeah, they just threw a fundraiser. Like these guys did some sort of like all you can drink bar thing or like some kind of like concert somewhere where like they raised all this money at the last minute to have a pro wrestling event to have you guys come out right but like we were given like almost no notice um so fucking it's like three o'clock in the morning we got to book a u-haul we gotta like we gotta find wrestlers on a saturday uh and we're like how long does this have to be he's like ah you know just a show and we're like, what time? He's like, well, yeah. no, he's specific. Got to cut that. No, no let's stays keep rolling. In. Let's stays stay. in. He specifically said five matches. I don't know why they got to five matches, but he goes. That must have been whatever the fundraiser was. Like, yeah, five we're gonna, match We're going to fundraise for five matches. So he's like, hey, let's, uh, let's do this bachelor party tonight. And I'm like, what the? Like, what the fuck? Like, where at? Like, 
where are we setting the ring up? Is there a venue? Are we setting it up in somebody's fucking garage? Like, are we, you know, where are we yeah. doing this at? He's like, oh, man, no, man, it's all good. These guys rented a venue. And we're like, dude, couldn't you have, like, kept us in the loop a little yeah. bit more on this? So, anyway, you know, we booked the U-Haul. We we start trying to pull together whatever wrestlers we can. Because uh, I'm contacting people at, like, 5 in the morning going, are you open today? Or? So, we go, and uh, they, they're running this area called Slavic Village. For people that don't know what Slavic Village is, Slavic Village was probably the place to be in 1940. Like, but in 2016, it is... Probably one of the worst areas in all of Cleveland. Yikes. Uh, with, well, like, well, there's all sorts of, like, factories that are abandoned. I passed a bar just called Cheers. Like, same logo he, as the TV sent, show. He sent me a text because we, we both drove separately. He sent me and this And I'm text. lost. Like, I'd never been to Slavic Village before, so I'm like, I got to go go get to this place. So he sends me a text with the, the bar sign. It says Cheers. I said, I think this might be a copyright infringement with, like, Paramount. It was called Cheers. And then underneath it, call it's called Cheers. And then in an underline underneath the the same Cheers logo, it says Grown Folk Zone. And you know I have to do my research, so I looked it up on Yelp, and all the reviews state how people love it because only adults are allowed because it's a bar. <laughs> and I'm like, is this, who's bringing their kids to bars? So like I, my GPS cannot find this venue. I'm like driving th- like. You know, by these like factories that are falling down and cheers and, and, all and like this to stuff. go back to your 1940s thing, every building looks like it was built in the 1940s. Yeah, like it looks like straight out of like war times. This area, and uh, I finally like find what I think is this building. It says like bowling alley on it. So we're we're essentially doing a a bachelor party at a bowling alley somewhere in the ghetto where. All the other buildings around it are falling down. We have no idea what we're getting into. And, of course, Worldwide is like, yeah, man, this is going to be great. This is awesome, right? And we're like, Worldwide. Dude, where are, the, <laughs> like, where are we? Like, what? He's like, no, nah, man, it's cool, man. We're, you know, we're going to do this show. Five matches is going to start at six. So, so downstairs, we found out that the basement has, like, a full bowling alley in it and a bar and stuff. Well, we were on the top floor, which was like a giant ballroom, like that your like great great grandparents danced. Yeah, it was in. like some kind of like Slovenian like, like club, dance hall. Yeah. like some kind of like you know back when there was like private clubs and they all had these venues. It was it was like so, like the Slovenian blah 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 hall. I don't even know, but this place is awesome, except for the fact that like it was probably built in 1930. Had no air conditioning and, and not one renovation, ever. and like the floor felt like it was gonna like just you were just gonna collapse at all times. When we got there, we bring the wrestling ring, and the guy who runs the place is kind of like a younger guy, so you know he probably got tied into it somehow with his grandparents or something, uh, maybe like a family deal. And he goes yeah, to he's, us, he's like, "You think he's like you think this floor is gonna be all right?" <laughs> he goes, "How much does your ring weigh?" And we're like, "We don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have a proper scale, <laughs> but uh, can't get Kaplan in there." And like it's like. It's like creaking, and he's like, "You think the you, you think the ring's gonna fall through the floor?" And I go, "I don't I know. Not, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh, we're just kind of here because worldwide said that we're doing a bachelor party." I was like, "I don't know anything about this venue. I didn't, you know, I didn't know so, that it's so about th- to fall down." This dance hall is like beautiful inside, even though it's not been touched since like you know the '30s. Uh, we had to move all sorts of light fixture, antique light fixtures uh, that took up the entire floor. Yeah, and like it so. It, there's just like just weird like it's just like 
when we ran like Turner's Hall, there's all these weird rooms in this place He's and like fine shit, weird shit going on. And so we put together like a card of probably the most ragtag collection of wrestlers that we can find and Eric Ryan. And uh, so we, we get five matches together, which is some people wrestling twice. Because, Three times. Yeah, because I don't know. I think we found like 11 guys that could that could do it for the money that Worldwide and his clan of like <laughs> bachelors could raise at this at this bachelor party the night before. Um, so, you know, we're told 6 p.m. Well, 6 p.m. comes and goes. Worldwide, we're just sitting there. Worldwide. Uh, like, what's up, man? Which is usually how shows go. I mean, after belt, you know. Yeah, but like, there's literally nobody oh, there. Okay. Like, it's not like the bachelors are trickling in. Like, it's like 6 p.m., nobody. Every wrestler is geared up laying in the ring because they're bored. 7 p.m., <laughs> nobody. And we go worldwide. What the fuck? And, and he, he goes, goes uh, hey, man, they're on punk time. And we're like, what is punk, punk time? time? And I go, what the fuck is punk time? He goes, uh, you know, like, 6 means like. Like nine fifteen or ten, and I go. Well, why did you fucking tell us? Like, yeah, we would have just showed up at ten. I would have went to Cheers, the grown folks zone, and had grabbed a bite to eat or something. And then the whole time we were there, worldwide locked all the doors and would have let anybody outside in case the bachelor, because it was a surprise party. He didn't want the, the bachelor had attended AIW before. He did not want any wrestlers outside in case the bachelor would see them. Yeah, he didn't want it. Like wow. he he didn't want to blow it. So, like I think we get started at like. A quarter to 9 p.m. or something like that. So we're locked in this hot-ass old building for hours. And it was so weird. Like, I almost dropped an F-bomb, but people have been tweeting me. I, I do too uh, many F-bombs. Try- Keep it clean. We're, Keep it clean. We're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to clean my act up, man, so we could take this. Uh, Go a whole show without saying it. Oh, I don't know. That's I prob- hard. I probably already dropped a couple. I don't know. but So anyway, uh, these bachelors roll in, and it's like the weirdest experience ever because it's like – we do this show. Oh, no, no, no. We got to talk about how The Bachelor came in. So they hired their buddy to be the ring announcer. So he is standing in a rented tuxedo in the ring, and these double doors swing open, and there's just a bachelor there, and there's lights shining on the ring like, surprise, this is your party. Like, if I was getting married, I'd, like, want some doors to open and there to be some naked girls everywhere, like, everywhere I could look. <laughs> this guy looks in and sees a wrestling ring and is ecstatic. Like I, who wouldn't be? I wouldn't be for one. Yeah, I would want some ladies. <laughs> but this dude, I is, want a ring. This dude is ecstatic. This guy runs, jumps in the ring, and just starts going crazy, just screaming yes, yes, like Daniel Bryan, and bouncing off the rope. So yeah. he's very happy. So, but it turns, it's like the weirdest thing ever because it's like. Well, I guess there's indie shows like this across America at all times, but like it's so weird because it's just like 35 guys just sitting on one side of the ring, losing their minds. Well, <laughs> well like it was kind of weird though because there's different varying degrees of caring. Like he, him, and his main friends are sitting in the front row and they're going nuts. Then the second row are guys that kind of know wrestling. Then there's a guy in a dress. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy in a dress. Who tried to sell the Duke? Uh, he he went up to the Duke and said, "Hey man, do you do drugs?" And the Duke said, "No man, not really." He goes, "Well, I got one of everything, and, he also, and it's on the house." And he also had a guy that offered us fifty dollars for this guy in the dress to shoot fight all the wrestlers at once. No, they wanted to shoot fight each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it's like instantly is just getting getting weird. But, but oh, but what I was saying about the different degrees of interest, there was also random like parents. 
in the back of the room just being like, oh, you know, why am I, why did I get Yeah, like, like, the group, like the father of the bride or something is just like walking around like with a can of Miller Lite, like what the, what, like yeah. probably thinking he was going to walk in and see, see, you know, a fresh set of tits for the first time in years. <laughs> and like instead he sees like. Uh, the Phil- first guy out is Kurt Hertz. Yeah, Kurt, AIW student Kurt Hertz, who might be Word's big 80s. We're, we have not revealed it yet. <laughs> but uh, Kurt Hertz in his uh, third professional wrestling match ever. And uh, no offense to Kurt, but he is potentially the worst professional wrestler of all time. And he has gear where an arrow points to his crotch. <laughs> Straight. Like, so uh, I guess before the show even starts, like in the boredom, I decide to just start making these guys that we like were able to round up cut promos and put them on Twitter. And uh, Kurt Hertz, he's just sitting in the men's room. And I was like, hey, man, cut a promo. And it's uh, it's awkward. And then uh, there's some guy, Philly Collins, there who we found who trades at uh, the Mega Championship Wrestling School. And I, like, I just had him. Cur- I just I decided to have him just curl two steel chairs to, while uh, Bad Street USA played. I don't know why. We had a, we f- we found this guy because a couple uh, mega shows ago, this guy comes out. He's completely hairy. He looks exactly like Drew Cordero, uh, and he's just wearing a, like a jean jacket with airbrushing on it. And he comes out to Susu Studio, and you and me were just laughing, and we're like, "This guy's great." So, yeah, it's like, I mean, these are these like. These are the weird fucking people that we're able to put together. I think we made the... And the, then uh, we booked another guy from Mega Championship Wrestling, uh, Anthony Falcone, who tag teams on other places other than AIW, with the Duke. So we put them together. Uh, and this guy uh, almost got in a fist fight because he cut a promo. Oh, yeah. He decided... Oh, like, I guess fast forward because... I mean, the show is a show. Like, it's nothing too crazy happens. But, you know, the Duke and Anthony Falcone are playing the... You know, they're, they're playing the heels, you know, the easy foils for, that the baby faces will eventually... Beat up. Well, after the show, like, we're all leaving, and, like, Anthony Falcone is walking by the front of this venue where, like, all these guys are smoking cigarettes, and they say something to him, and he doesn't he doesn't break his heel character. And, like, uh, he, like, starts cutting a promo on these guys in, like, their real life while they're smoking cigarettes, and I thought he was going to get his fucking head kicked in. There's about 20 dudes about it's, to chase him. Yeah, and, like, he's still... And I'm like, hey, man... Uh, you, let's you, get out of here. You could stop playing your character now. Like, let's get the fuck out of here before the guy in the dress who's trying to sell everybody drugs <laughs> beats the shit out of you. Uh, so, like, it was definitely, like, a weird, fun night where Josh Prohibition came and hung out for a little bit, which The Bachelor was, like, so, like, thankful that AIW Absolute Champion Josh Prohibition graced his bachelor <laughs> graced his bachelor party with his presence, which Josh just came because he was like, Dude, this is weird. You guys are just doing a pop-up pro wrestling show somewhere in Slavic Village on two hours' notice. And he became the uh, official timekeeper. Yeah, because, like, you know, like, this is the kind of stuff that makes indie wrestling great is, like, you just get these weird offers to do shows and do these, like, these weird experiences. We Like, all night we were just calling it pop-up pro wrestling uh, because, I mean, essentially we did it on, on hours' notice and uh, as long this, as we have enough notice to get a U-Haul, we can we're good. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we got together. I don't know, like eleven or twelve wrestlers, and you know, we we put on like a little show. And uh, this the bachelor, the like the bachelor was, I like I could not believe how happy this dude was. Like honestly, like it, it sounds kind of cheesy, but like I was like like almost like moved by like how his general excitement like I've how never, excited this guy was i've never seen a guy more excited to see this shitty wrestling show that we put together on like a few hours notice uh and then about josh prohibition the more he drank the more we, you and i were trying to get him to do a shoot run in yeah it was uh it, it was just 
I don't know. It was, it was a weird experience, but like that that's the kind of thing that that makes wrestling great. Like we get all sorts of just kind of weird things that pop up and typically don't pan out, but this this panned out. Yeah, because I think when uh, uh, Worldwide kept saying save the date, we're like, yeah, okay. Buddy. Worldwide is not the most trustworthy guy. You know, he's he also recently retired and cut all his hair off in a in a uh, drunken drug. And then bender. wrestled the next day. <laughs> and then came out of retirement the next day with a shaved head. Now these got now I saw a post on Facebook. I'm not sure you mentioned it already. That these guys were hired to do the coat check. Yeah. So the so the <laughs> yeah. so so after Worldwide facilitated this wrestling event for the bachelor he's party. He's so over with the bachelor right now. They then got hired by the people that threw the bachelor party to like set up the wedding and be laborers. So like. Weird body in uh, worldwide had this this past weekend actually it happened they had to get all dressed up and go to this wedding venue and like they set up all the chairs they set they they uh, set up all the catering tables acted as security they acted as security to secure the perimeter and ch- make sure there's no right wedding crashers and they also uh, operated the coat check and they got I from what I understand a pretty hefty payday wow which you could go right to training fees by the way yeah because those guys are a little late they're not so up to date <laughs> oh boy there are charity cases. <laughs> They're so, your charity case. Yeah, that's true. So that's terrific. These guys can uh, book shows for you now, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> they get us that pizzay and yeah. We, we like we will do a, another pop up pro wrestling show uh, as long as the money is right, which is surprisingly pretty affordable for most people. So if you know you're trying to have a bachelor party, a birthday party, a concert. Uh, we'll, Facebook, we'll be there. DM uh, AI, AIW at AIWrestling.com. Bar Mitzvah. Bar Mitzvah. Everything. I mean, it's probably going to be a, a shitty show. <laughs> but, I mean, we could give you some some run-of-the-mill basic pro wrestling. Uh, Baby showers. Now that uh, Kurt Hawkins is back with WWE, we're going to take his bachelor party birthday party business. Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, like it was, it was a lot of fun. It was just kind of like a fun Saturday night for... Everybody involved. And, like, you've talked before about how I hate outside-of-the-box ideas or outside shows, and I had the time of my life, so that tells you something. You did have the time of your life, and you were pretty against this idea at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well. Because I think you're pissed that you had to wake up and get a U-Haul. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, we get all kinds of weird, like, weird requests and things like oh, that. Oh, like, I'm always shocked when I open because I, uh, I have the AIW email, and I'm always shocked when we uh, get emails. Like, uh, there was a movie that came out a couple years ago, Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Oh, my God. These, it was terrific. <laughs> these guys, well, we were almost, our ring was almost the star of the film. So, we get this email, and the... I go back and forth with these people, and uh, they said, we want to do a ring rental, and I said, okay, and I gave our price, and they said, that's great, and they're like, when do you want to come pick it up? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, oh, we needed at least four to five weeks, and I said, well, that's not going to work, so they were going to pay us one-time fee. We weren't exactly the most, we're not exactly super trusting with our ring based on a story we may or may not tell at a later date. But they wanted to pay us a one-time fee, which is uh, very, very uh, affordable for anybody. We're very, uh, we have good prices for people. They wanted to pay a one-time fee and keep the ring up for a month and yeah, a week. Yeah, they wanted to pay like the day fee and keep it for five weeks to film this movie. And they, they finally got to the point where they, I said, well, we could probably do a weekend. And they said, okay. And I said, it's this much a day, plus you got to get a hotel for our ring guy. And they're like, what are you talking about? You can't just leave it and go home? I said, you're five hours away in West Virginia. Yeah, I'm not leaving a ring with the fucking zombies, dude. Oh, that, there goes an F-bomb. Oh, well, it's all downhill from oh, there. Oh, fuck it. Fuck it. But, uh, yeah, and then, like, 
So another time, uh, we got like, the band Coheed and Cambria decided that they were going to run a ring because they were uh, in Cleveland for. Well, but at first, I think we got an email that was like, we want to rent your ring for the House of Blues, but it was just a management company, and we didn't know what. And then you looked it up, and you're like, oh, my God, it's Coheed. Yeah, so, like, we get a request to to for a ring rental on Halloween weekend, and then uh, so it turns out that it's Coheed and Cambria, and they wanted to be uh, – they wanted to – play Halloween dressed up as like old WWF wrestlers and they wanted to have a wrestling ring on stage with them. So, uh, we had to go down there. They were doing two nights in a row and we had to like, they, they left us like VIP passes and stuff. And we had to go like backstage and meet with Coheed and Cambria and, uh, you know, discuss the details of this running this, you know, running a ring and what went into it. And, uh, like it turns out that the ring was too big for the stage. So they end up. So what happens is after we measure it all out and realize it can't work, is they end up just essentially using two ring posts and one of the ropes, and then they rented all our championship belts, and they still paid us like full price. And they they tied the rope somehow with one of the roadies, so it looked like there was three ropes. But it looked it was only like, yeah, one. it looked like the drummer was playing in a little mini ring. But I mean, that was kind of a cool experience, just based on like uh, me and all my friends like like that band so we got to go down and hang out with them for and, two straight days and of days. course i know like the singles so like i thought it was cool and you know how much uh i don't listen to that yeah, kind of music I, yeah, if you it was only pitbull, listen to pitbull like, pitbull flow rider pitbull or flow rider uh, Nicki minaj oh they have never uh tried to run a ring but like uh but but what i was gonna say is even though like i wasn't too into coheed or you know i'm not it's so weird that they run at our ring and then you and me at one point are just sitting on couches like in their in their I don't know what you call it locker dressing room, room green room green room dressing room and it's just insane and then uh it's just fucking groupies everywhere and a lot of stuff was going on back there I've never, <laughs> I saw some I saw craziness like everything that you heard about you know it's real uh but I had to sit with the manager uh, and and go to all these websites trying to find out how to download uh, wrestling theme songs. Because at the time, you know... It's, yeah, like LimeWare, I think, was... Because like, this is like 2007 or eight or something. Yeah, so 2007. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't very easy to uh, track down a... You know, an audio yeah, track. Yeah, so it was, it was a crazy experience to be behind the scenes at uh, House of Blues and just hanging out with this band that's way more famous than we were. Yeah, and... Uh, you know they they gave us like all kinds of free merch and they they paid us like pretty well. They actually paid us for two nights because they had to just bring us down for a meeting, which they paid us for. Which was we honestly we probably would have did it for fucking oh yeah nothing. yeah we probably would have did it for tickets. But they paid us like just to come down and meet with them, and then they paid us again to not even use the and ring. like we couldn't even touch the ring when we got there because they have unions. Yeah, stuff. like it it all had to be moved by like a union person and everything. And then uh, uh, you know we also like always get these weird requests for like weird like fetish wrestling like yeah like we talked about this before and it's it's always the strangest emails because number one all the fetish people are so angry when we don't like give in to them and number two is like you know i talked about it before but like they offer like come set up the ring for an hour we'll give you 30 bucks yeah and like when when a u-haul minimum a u-haul minimum it's probably 50 to 100 bucks and like it's always like weird like can like we put oil all over your ring yeah yeah people have asked how how to protect our canvas because yeah, uh, like, they want hot oil can we have hot oil on your ring like can we like uh use like chocolate syrup in your ring and they call it like 
the one place was like calling it fantasy wrestling. Another place calls it like dream wrestling. It's like some weird. And then every single person going back to our JT Lightning episode, every single fetish person argues with me and they go, well, JT would let me use their ring. Yeah, JT would. Uh, JT would rent his ring out to anybody. Like I think we've established that yeah. at this point. But like JT also didn't. Like he also had like a ring truck and could just you know pull his ring to anywhere. But yeah, these guys like want us to like you know, want to oil up our ring for thirty bucks and like. Just but it's have- just funny that there's the that's the argument of every single person. Well, JT, and I'm like, dude, JT, you know. So I guess since we're pretty much like one of the only rings in town, I guess we've killed the uh, the fetish market. Oh, man. And then we got hit up uh, the other day. It's a guy who uh, makes films of women beating up men, uh, like some kind of like intergender films, and it's like a guy is in his house. Like break- short films? Yeah, short films. A guy breaks, the one I, the, he's, the preview one he sent me, was a guy breaks into a house and the the Asian woman is actually a ninja and beats this guy like to death. Yeah, like these emails, it's not like, hey, how much to rent your ring? It's like, how much to rent your ring? And then a full description on what they want to do with it. And some of it is the the weirdest shit I've ever, yeah. like no offense if this is your fetish, but like it's, it's pretty strange to just get a cold email to a wrestling promotion website where you're just like, hey man, I want to roll around and whip cream in your wrestling ring and I'm going to pay you $45. But uh, I only need it for 75 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's so weird. The, like, this is the, like, kind of like the dark side of wrestling that people the underbelly. don't. Yeah. People don't know about this weird underbelly of, like, weird, strange requests. Like, for every bachelor party that goes well, there's some, like, person that wants to just film a snuff film or something in your in your ring like, but the crazy thing is i guarantee we're not the first people to ever oh, be emailed I, by these people yeah i think it happens all the time and uh we're probably the only ones that say no though you know and then there's like you know your, your county fair request where one time a county fair emailed us but they wanted us to do the exact ripoff of tna lockdown where they wanted to advertise uh 12 steel cage matches taking place at their county fair and they had all these weird stipulations where like they wanted blood and weapons and like, and then we get to the bottom line of we said, well, what's the offer? And they go, well, you get to keep the tickets. Yeah, they go, oh yeah, we want you to do all this stuff and run it, you know, get a steel cage and secure all this stuff, and we want you to book this person and this person, and we want them, uh, we want six out of twelve matches to have blood in it, and uh, we go, okay, well, you know, what are you offering to pay us? And they go, oh no, we just want you to come do that here. And, you know, you guys just pay for everything yourselves. And we're like, uh, what? Like, you, <laughs> like, like, and this is like hours. This is probably three to four hours away from Cleveland. So it's not like we can at a drop of a hat go, oh, we're going to go flyer for this county fair. I mean, this isn't our story, but like, I think one of the weirdest things that we were ever kind of a part of is when uh, we went with Cleveland All Pro and JT, and he was uh, hired to do a show in an abandoned airplane hangar in Columbus. Oh, that was the craziest in London, Ohio, which is outside of Columbus. And he booked Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich to reunite their tag team in, a, in an abandoned airplane hangar. But did, we got to talk about who paid him to be there. It was a motorcycle gang. Oh, that's right. It was like like a legit motorcycle. Yeah, gang. like like you know, I don't know, I don't know. This what, is, I, I think this is how they were kind of like laundering their money or something. Yeah, it had to be because you and me were sitting there and. Just going, oh my God, what is going on here? Because all the, there's maybe probably 50 people there. I forgot all about that. And then the bikers are, because it was a, there was grandstands and then like a. It was legit in an abandoned airplane hangar with with bleachers in it. Because you had to drive, you had to drive like 
back to an airplane hangar, and then there's bleachers in it, but then there was, like, a metal fence, like, at a track, and then in the middle of, the like, the main part, which is the dirt floor, they had the ring. Well, the bikers were lined up on the fence, and they were slapping the fence like Ring of Honor, but there was no metal on it. And then you had to, like, if you were a baby face, you had to go, like, kiss the butt of the the bikers. I like how you're censoring yourself by saying butt. Yeah, I got to keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it was weird, though. Like, if you were a baby face, you had to go, like, like mingle yeah, with the like, biker game. Like, whatever their name was, be like, you know, like, uh, be like, yeah, we love the, you know, the outlaws or whatever. The, you the know, fallen angels. Yeah, the fallen angels. <laughs> my Uncle Mike's. Good uh, callback, dude. My, my Uncle Mike's failed uh, motorcycle gang. And then, like. If you were a heel, you could not heal up to the biker game because they would kill you. It was yeah. funny because all these bikers JT, and JT like JT had to give these instructions like like hey baby faces like go and you know show love to this gang heels do not do acknowledge anything. them do not acknowledge way. they are paying us to be here they are very they take themselves very seriously and like. I would love to know because JT would have never told us, but I would love to know what he got paid for that and because he did, like he did two shows, he, there. he did like two or two or three of them. No, it was two because the first one was on Halloween night, and then the second one was the one we had. We didn't go to the first one, but the second one we had gone to. Uh, it's by Columbus because we went with Drew Cordero and French John. Yeah, French John. This guy from France came to live with us for a while. Well, he lived with Drew Cordero. Well, he drew, lived with Drew Cordero to do Beyond and AIW. He came to America because he loves Ben and Jerry's and pickup trucks. <laughs> and Hungry Man. America. Dinners. And Hungry Man dinners. And he, he lived with Drew Cordero for like three months. He lived uh, with Drew Cordero for three months and gained 60 pounds. Yeah, he gained legitimately 60 pounds because he ate a quart of Ben and Jerry's because I guess they don't have it in France. And he, ate, and he wanted every flavor from Walmart. Yeah, he, he ate every single flavor of Ben and Jerry's while he was in America and got every single version of Hungry Man dinners. Yolo. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he would just. You're come only to, American once. He would come to these part. <laughs> he he would come to these parties. He would come to these parties that I would throw, and he would like he could barely speak English, and all he would talk about is his love for pickup trucks. And then one time outside of your house, he thought he saw like a monster, <laughs> oh, and yeah, it turned out it was like a, just a raccoon. He thought he saw a chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. He, he ran in screaming, and we go, so what's wrong? So kind of pig beast. Yeah, and Thorne went outside, and it was a raccoon. Yeah, he never. I guess they don't have raccoons in France. But uh, but one of my biggest regrets of all time is uh, we were at this show, and it's Tommy Rich and Doug Gilbert versus uh, some guy and Mitch Ryder, which all three of those guys I love. But uh, the footage of it, JT gave us, and then somehow between – this is one of JT's last shows he ever ran – Somehow between us and JT and trying to get the DVD out, we lost the main event match. And yeah, like, which, which was like, I remember, like, this is going to sound so stupid, but I remember, like, Drew Cordero posting on the Death Valley Driver board on the, like, this is what wrestling is all about or whatever thread, whatever it was called. And it was just like, uh, pro wrestling is about Tommy Rich and Doug Gilbert reuniting in an abandoned airplane hangar. Because, like, uh, Drew Cordero and Thorne, uh, weren't too familiar with like USWA and Smoky Mountain, and I just kept talking up the whole car ride down how the Cyberpunks and PG thirteen one and the same, but they had a feud with Tommy Rich and Doug Gilbert that I watched on television in my formable years, and I was like, this is the greatest tag team ever. And then we get down there, and they're just hilarious. Whoever uh, whoever frequents the Death Valley Driver board and knows what the name of that thread is, go back and find that picture that was posted in like twenty ten. <laughs> And it's Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich fighting in an abandoned airplane hangar. In the bleachers. Uh, 
and it was like it, it, it's one of the most bizarre things ever. But and I, I mean, JT JT had to have been that had to have been like a weird money laundering thing. Like I wish I knew the and totally full story on that. Totally, yeah, but totally off topic. That's the first weekend we met Marty Bell too. Oh yeah, Marty Bell was. That's how we met Marty Bell. Marty Bell was booked randomly on that. Uh, JT's <laughs> like I got a ladies match from New York and we're like what yeah because he had he obviously had money to burn from this yeah. biker gang wow. and uh he just I probably found Marty Bell on MySpace or something JT <laughs> loved finding the lady wrestlers on MySpace but yeah and you know like uh, there that's just like a short example of the weird request you get as uh you know pro wrestling promoters uh, there was one time uh, we actually had a request and a ring rental we didn't even know about. Oh yeah, this like you reminded me about this the other day. That I I got because uh, Pedro, our ring announcer, before he retired, he was the in charge He's of like the half ring. retired, half retired before the first retirement. Uh, Pedro was the man. Uh, Pedro started in the AIW as like a ring crew guy and a security guard, and then when we needed a ring announcer, he stepped in. But he, before we had students, him and his buddies were like the ring crew. They stored the ring. They brought the ring. They stored the ring, brought the ring. We never had a worry. Uh, and then one time we we're like, "Hey, Pedro, we need the ring. Where is it?" And he goes, "Oh, funny you mentioned that, but it's at some dude's house." <laughs> and we go, "What?" He goes, "Yeah." Pedro tried to work a little side deal himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He goes, we had a ring rental, because uh, I think for some reason, like, we would give out his number for ring rentals or something. Maybe it was posted on our website or MySpace yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, something. It was a while ago. And Paige was like, yeah, some guy rented the ring for his birthday, son's birthday party at his house. We, I dropped off the ring and set it up on Friday, and I'm picking it up Sunday night. And I we're go, like, what? What are you doing, man? Like, you're just setting, you're, like, the liability of just leaving a ring for children to essentially hurt themselves in i was like what is wrong with you because uh, we turn down all the time ring rentals where we can't have it monitored yeah uh, there's also the and there's all sorts of like hey can we rent a ring and have our six-year-old's birthday party wrestle inside the ring oh and like it's gonna bounce house i mean what and I mean, like uh mega championship wrestling just had a booking for us because we run a ring to them at a mattress uh store but we'd have to ring leave the ring unattended for like a day and yeah we're we ain't like, doing no. any, we ain't doing any unattended stuff but you know that's that's another thing you know it's not our story but they were mega championship wrestling got booked to just have a show at like orientation of a mattress firm like this was like <laughs> this was like the entertainment for the new for, for the new hires the new hires is just a wrestling show in the on the yet to be opened mattress firm and it was like uh supposed to represent like good customer service and stuff <laughs> yeah something weird uh not to steal <laughs> not to steal your story Traxler, but it's too weird to discuss like Traxler and Brandon can start their own podcast yeah people don't understand like weird shit like that like hey you know we're gonna throw a wrestling event at the match mattress firm well, i mean we as part go, of orientation we can go back hires. to the first year of aiw first and second year of aiw we got hired to do the seven hills home days uh and we were the first time the ring was in like a basketball court and then the second year we we shared uh the same gazebo as a beer tent and an elephant ear stand <laughs> yeah we were we were uh we were splitting time with the elephant here yeah, yeah. So if you came in and got a beer, you got to see a free match. But yeah, this is you know this is the kind of stuff that I also love about indie wrestling because it's so weird and so unpredictable. And like, you know, if you're just doing these big indie shows, it can kind of get, you know, it can kind of get repetitive and boring or whatever. You get complacent. But then every now and then you got to pop off a show next to the Elf in Your Stand, and uh, well, you know, it brings you right back to reality. And you have you have a lot of fun doing it. Can I can I tell my dream situation? 
I want to give a shout out to Golden Corral. My dream is to be in the same parking lot, and uh, I'll book Doink and Heidenreich. Yeah, Biggins has, Biggins has been working on trying to get the local Golden Corral to to let us do an event Alabama Doink style. I've, uh, I, I've spoken to Alabama Doink on Facebook, and it, it's probably my biggest markout moment in my history of ta- in AIW. I've, I'm talking to a WWE legend, Doink the Clown. This is this is legit. Is I'm always like trying to f- set up all these shows and do all this shit, and Biggins will hit me up and be like, "Hey, man." How uh, hard do you think it would be to get in Golden Corral parking lot? Be like, hey man, I just emailed Golden Corral corporate. I'm uh, trying to set up a <laughs> trying to set up a gig like uh, Alabama Doink. We have a we have uh, somebody on the AIW staff that uh, his family owns a garage, and I've I secured for one show we were trying to get Alabama Doink. I secured a car to be destroyed. This is 100 percent true. It was a fucking 1996 Chevy Lumina. <laughs> This is how I'm spending my AIW time. Yeah, I'm trying to like set up shows and book all these lineups, and uh, Biggins is trying to set up uh, cars for an imaginary show at Golden Corral with <laughs> Alabama Doink. Like this is this is what you got to deal with when you have a when you have a partner uh, is you're, you're weeding through all this stress and like trying to compete with all these other indies and try to you know stay afloat, and then you get a text from Biggins at like 11:30 p.m. on a Wednesday, like, "Hey man, I just emailed Golden Corral corporate and." Uh, Dr. Dan's family, they uh, they have a 1996 Chevy Lumina that him and Heidenreich can destroy if uh, we're able to get back into the in the Golden Corral like uh, <laughs> like he did. This is my dream. So uh, yeah, I guess on that note, uh, we should probably wrap it up. I don't know how interesting this has been for people, but uh, that's a little look inside of the weird requests of uh, independent pro wrestling promotions. And FYI, we'll do anything for money. That's true. Email us, AIW at AIWrestling.com. Anything? Uh, it depends the price. I mean, we'll let those fucking people roll around in hot oil if it was more than 35 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Start giving us some more money. We'll get that Jello and cotton candy wrestling. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Card is Going to Change, presented by AIW. And make sure to go to AIWrestling.com for merch and tickets for future events. Plenty of shows coming up here in the Cleveland area. And make sure to download the show on Lipson, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We are everywhere that podcasts are available. And make sure to leave a five-star rating for the show as well. We'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>